It's official. We're back. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 114 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hello, Brian. Back in the studio. We are back in the studio. It's so good to see your face, and I know our listeners are so glad to get to see your face (laughs) finally after so long. Well, I don't even see much of my face anymore because of the uh, long hair and beard. Now I've (laughs) gone Duck Dynasty. Um, (laughs) This is episode 114, but to be more accurate, this is episode 114. Take two, because we were here last week recording this episode, and uh, somebody screwed up the recording. Me, me. I'm (laughs) I'm the one who screwed up the record. So we're doing take two, but in a weird sense, I'm kind of glad that we're doing a new take for this podcast, because there was some stuff last week. I got to talking about certain subjects, some things that had happened in the geek world that I was a little disappointed in, Uh and I'm making my mid-year's resolution. I'm going to try to be a kinder, gentler me, because Uh there's there are plenty of channels of people who seem to mourn and hate their own fandom, and uh, you know, and (laughs) I'm starting to realize that I don't want to be one of those people, and not that I'm going to get into a situation where I'm going to just love everything that goes on, but I don't want that to be the lead. I want to be positive like Mandy, <laughs> like you are, Mandy. And so, Always looking for the magic helicopter. Ex- always. Yeah. <laughs> and But it comes. It, it does. Com- it always comes. So. That's our, our new deus ex machina, the authors. There are our gods in the machine that are going to arm us with plot armor and bring us those, those magic plot cars that take you from one side of the city all the way to the other in two minutes. So. Oh, yeah. So I, I do want to talk a little bit about how these last six months went with winter being as it was. Of course, I wasn't going to have you standing um, out in the parking lot doing recordings, but I know how difficult that was for you to be out there all the, all the damn time. But I appreciate it, certainly. And it was nice to be able to keep the podcast running for as long as we did. Mm-hmm. But... It's good to have you back in the studio, it's, it's, for sure. It is good to be back in the studio. It wasn't difficult being out there, but it was difficult listening. It just sounds so much better when you're at the mic than when you're on your phone. <laughs> I think so, and it's really good to be face-to-face and being able to have that banner back and forth, for mm-hmm. sure. I did want to ask you, because I know, of course, during COVID, you were doing most of your D&D playing online. Mm-hmm. Now, have you guys started meeting back up again, or are you still online? We're still online right now. We are actually going to have a 4th of July party together, and then we will discuss getting back together and what we're looking forward to doing that. Yeah, so. of course, you know, by doing it online gave you guys the opportunity to be able to continue playing. Mm-hmm. But, of course, there's the joy of sitting at the table together yes. and gaming that you can't really do it online. Mm-hmm. Gaming online is more convenient. I mean, at least mm-hmm. as long as your Internet connection's working. But Yes, and mine uh, went out quite a bit. I would have to restart it, which is fine. Um, uh, our <laughs> DM, he already works so hard on everything, and... Roll 20, you can put everything in the computer and it's still, when do you have time for this? Just thank you. But man, (laughs) there's a lot of work going into it. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it's going to be good that you guys are going to be able to meet up again. And Mm -hmm. over COVID, I collected a ton of board games, tons upon tons of board games. 
Kickstarter has been the bane of my existence <laughs> because it continues to throw games out to me. And I find myself buying them constantly. I want in on the ground floor of this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The worst part of it is now that COVID is over, I don't think it's really going to change that much. I don't think there's going to be any kind of relief. I think I'm still stuck in that web. And I'm really looking forward to getting together with you guys again, you know, you and Kevin and some other people and there are a few things I want to talk to you about. We were talking a little bit about some of the stuff that we've already experienced geek-wise that we've enjoyed over the last few that we've been gone. Has there been anything that you can think of that really stood out for you, content or something that's come out that's really got you excited? You know, uh, mostly the the Marvel shows. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. We, the three that we've seen. Well, two and a half that we've seen. There's certainly going to be plenty to talk mm-hmm. about in those shows. And I was a big fan of all of them. And I do have to say that it was a major disappointment that we didn't have a What the Wanda segment. Because oh, we, yes. That would have been great. Yeah. Uh, they didn't really give you any kind of a anchor at the beginning. You're just like, what's going on here? Dive straight in, and every single one is completely different. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the truth is that kind of a show was kind of a risk to do because it's very much like the problems they had with Lost and the dangers of doing that type of a show. And by that, I mean when you throw your audience into the deep end, mm-hmm. and part of the fun of the show is trying to figure out what's mm-hmm. going on in the background. As something that we writers say all the time, an imagination does not have a budget. You can't imagine anything, which means in a book, you can write anything that you want. As long as they can read it and understand it, you can get away with anything. Hmm, And so what that means is if you have a show like this and you encourage people to speculate what's going on, if they happen to imagine something that's cooler than what you came up with, mm -hmm. then this can be a problem. (laughs) And that was, of course, the downfall of Lost because... Not necessarily just because the people imagined cooler things than what they came up with. They imagined cool things. And there was just so many loose ends that they didn't tie up. They did the same thing that Stephen Moffat did very often during his tenure in Doctor Who, which was Mm -hmm. this idea that he would throw himself into the deep end. He would come up with this concept and uh, try to figure some way to come out of it. And he Mm -hmm. didn't always stick the landing. Mm -hmm. I would definitely say that we didn't have as much of a problem with that with WandaVision. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of their solutions and what they came up with was pretty cool. Of course, there were a lot of speculations for different things that did not happen. The thing about it is your theories and philosophies and my theories and philosophies are not canon, (laughs) no matter how much we want them to be. (laughs) But the problem with this is not only just the fact that somebody could come up with something cooler than what you came up with. They just have to think it was cooler. Because one of the aspects that a lot of people talked about, that they were expecting Doctor Strange to show up and save the day, which is a terrible idea. Because you're basically taking the agency away from your main character. We've gone all this time with them, and then you're just going to have somebody deus ex magica and fix everything, which would have been a total letdown. Yeah, and I really like that about WandaVision is when you throw magic into the mix, you can throw out any rules. And they limited her. He's like, these are the limits of your powers. Yeah. And so it doesn't become too powerful. Like, did God make a rock so big he couldn't lift it? Yeah. So this is as far as your magic can go. Yeah. And I like that about it. The biggest limitation she had to her magic in the show was she didn't know what she could do. She had no experience in it. And in many cases, she didn't realize what what she was doing. Over the last week or so, the speculation still continues with WandaVision. Mm Mm-hmm. 
because the ending credit scene with Wanda in the cabin, yes. there were some tweaks made to it. Really? One tweak that didn't really matter as much and one that brought a whole lot of speculation. The first tweak was they eliminated some of the trees in the front so you could see the cabin better. I think this was something that they wanted to do you know, during COVID. They kind of had to throw a bunch of stuff out. And there was other stuff that they kind of had to rush in. The best example of that, as an aside, was we were supposed to get Senior Scratchy fight at the end where he was going to turn into this big monster. Uh, and we didn't get that because they just didn't have the time and they weren't able to do it because of COVID. But they did a little bit of editing to the trees in front of the cabin so you got to see it better. But something else that some people spotted was there seemed to be some sort of an invisible warp on the left of the screen as they zoomed in. And people were like, is this Doctor Strange in his <laughs> in his astral form? Uh, and I think it was probably where the helicopter shadow was, and they were wiping out the helicopter uh, shadow. Uh-huh. So you could, that's what they were doing for the, the tracking shot in. Yeah. It was a helicopter mm-hmm. shot. And they just basically digitally removed the shadow of the helicopter from the mountain. Mm-hmm. But everybody, again, they just they can't stop. They can't help <laughs> themselves. And they're like, dude, that, that's Doctor Strange. That's his astral they'll, form. They'll go back and retcon it and <laughs> say the portal closed up. Maybe that the time agency did it. <laughs> yeah. Retconning is a very interesting concept. It is something that I do want to talk about when we start talking about Loki. But Mm-mm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was the second one. Wow. Loved it. Amazing. One of my favorite aspects of the show was how we didn't get enough in the movie sense, a little bit in Spider-Man Far From Home, but the aftermath of not just the people blinking away, but the people coming back. Yeah. How that changed the world as well. We think it's a great thing. Everyone's back. But stuff has been happening for five years. We got a little taste of that in WandaVision Mm -hmm. when uh, Monica came back. Mm Mm-hmm. Because really, the only thing that we had was in Spider-Man Far From Home, where everybody blinked back and it was funny. But there were serious consequences. And we, mm-hmm. we saw part of it in WandaVision, and we really, really saw it in Falcon and the yes. Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. The other thing that was really interesting about Falcon and the Winter Soldier for me was we actually had Sam being treated uh, the way that someone of his... Skin tone tends to get treated in America. There was no matter a, how hard he tries, no matter what the work he's done, he was a superhero, he was a soldier, and still. He still lives in America. Mm-hmm. And there was a small handful of people who were really upset that that happened. And I find it very ironic to the greatest degree that people complained about the fact that you got a black Captain America. The screenwriters figured that this was going to happen because they have him saying, look, I know people are going to be mad for me picking up this shield. You don't like the show because of what it has to say, mm-hmm. maybe because of what it has to say about you, but you're kind of proving their point. Mm-hmm. People say, well, you know, why do comic books have to have politics in them? Because they always have had them in They're them. never not <laughs> from yeah. the very beginning. That's- and it's just like going back to uh, Captain America, that one iconic cover of Captain America punching out Hitler. Yes. Mm-hmm. That happened before we were in the war. This was before Pearl Harbor. The American policy at the time was like, look, we're just going to stay out of this. And we, we would have stayed out of this, except, uh, well, you know, we kind of had a military base get attacked. And so suddenly now we're interested. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the same thing with World War One. I. I mean, it was the sinking of Lusitania for us to even get involved in World War One. We were willing to set that one out, too. Mm-hmm. Politics and talking about social issues and mm-hmm. have been in comics since, you know, pretty much the beginning. Yeah. I think that for some people who are having problems with it now, I think a lot of it has to do not because that comic books are being political, 
but they're not being political in ways that they want them to be. Mm-hmm. There are always going to be dissenters, regardless of whatever politics are being expressed at the time. Talking about political and I would say more philosophical, of course, has been Loki. <laughs> yeah, that's a very deep. It's really interesting about this for me has been that it is very much a 180 from the standard Marvel film because the Marvel universe has all been about free will and determinism, the individual. Mm-hmm. And this show is not about that at all. The premise of it is everyone has their place. Everything has their place. There is one timeline, the sacred timeline, mm-hmm. that everything that's that has happened that's happening now it's going to happen it's all preordained we're all just playing our roles you, you can't know. change it no that's what and if important. you try to change it then that's what the time variance and authorities there and i love the the time variance authority they're the most powerful organization in all of existence and yet everything is so mundane they're still in an office cubicle they still share desks with each other and they have this ancient 70s looking technology but they're the most powerful and i I do i love that the outrageous mundane i love it oh absolutely (laughs) i I love the aesthetic of the whole thing Mm -hmm. and i like how even when they're filming it it has that grain to it and has those sepia tones everywhere it's very retro Mm -hmm. in a a lot of the stuff and what i love about the show specifically is the fact that again we talk about that bureaucracy it's like yes. bureaucracy exists for a reason. It's because mm-hmm. when you need people to punch the clock, do the stuff that needs to be done and not question any of it, mm-hmm. it's fully understandable that the things there are that way. Now, in the comic books, the image of the time variance agency that's the most prevalent is this big white space. And as far as you can see, up, down, left and right, Forward and back are mm-hmm. rows of desks stretching out into eternity. Oh, okay. So it is bureaucracy at its biggest. Mm-hmm. And then you enter into that a little bit of chaos <laughs> in the form of Loki. In the, the form God. of Loki. And so I've been really enjoying how that's gone. And, of course, you just saw episode four. Mm-hmm. And we're going to steer away from spoilers for the most part. Okay. We have Sylvia, or Sylvie. Sylvie. Lady Loki. Lady and we got to see her as a child this episode. Yeah. The way last episode set up, you were thinking that she had lived her whole life in Asgard. And, you know, I always knew I was adopted. Oh, I remember my mother a little bit, but they took her when she was just wee. And what could she have possibly done yeah. to mess up her timeline? They completely underestimated this little girl. Mm-hmm. And the minute they walked in, they're like, oh, my God, she looks like Judith Grimes. We should be careful. <laughs> Well, for good reason, because it is Judith Crimes. So Kaylee uh, Fleming is her, yeah, mm-hmm. the actress. So who is now, if you think about it, she is a, the darling of... Geekdom. Yeah, because yeah, she's... Star Wars and, and zombies and superheroes. Yeah. Let's see what she need now. Okay, we got space. We got zombies. We yeah. got, we, she'll need to do like medieval dragon slaying. Yeah. Well, she was playing with a dragon. When they <laughs> That's caught right. Mm-hmm. So, and a little Fenris. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she's perfect. And an incredible actor for her. I'm not even going to say for her age. I mean, mm-hmm. incredible actor, period. But the acting in this show has been just amazing. And they flat out, I guess we're not going to, I'm going to be a good boy. I'm not going to spoil so much. But this last episode was totally the WTF episode. Because yeah. so much stuff happened that you were like, 
How? Why? What? Was? Mm-hmm. But 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 but. It's like you, you have this really heart wrenching, and then you know, kind of turn around and be like, "Oh, okay, I, I guess that's okay." The yeah, feels then, it, it kind of like it, you know, slaps your feelings around. And, oh yeah, for sure. There's been a lot of that in the show. It's definitely one of those situations where you're really getting to learn Loki as a character. And I mean, he's had some character development in the movies, but. Man, do you really get to do a deep dive? And other people have said this: if Black Widow has, if there's any kind of an obstacle that this movie is going to face coming out, it's going to be the fact that it's just a movie. It's mm-hmm. a you know two hour, two and a half hour, maybe I, I don't know how long the film is, but you know you have this character that everybody's been waiting for to have a movie made, mm-hmm. and we finally are getting it. But we're getting two hours. And we've had these other characters that have been given a heck of a lot more time. Mm -hmm. There was this thought, I think, in the past, and I would have thought the same thing myself, is this idea that the movies are the serious stuff, the television is kind of cool, but, you know, you wouldn't want to do that with like a main character because it's television mm-hmm. and it's like yeah it's television but you have so much more time to develop a story right and you get to go deeper into these characters and so jeremy renner was i don't want to do my own movie i want a marvel tv show mm-hmm. for my character which he got yes we're not going to know how the movie's going to do of course until and i am planning on going to see the film mm-hmm. in a theater I'm keeping my fingers crossed, specifically because I've noticed that there have been some things about me personally that have changed because of COVID. One of the things I discovered is I'm not really that good in crowds. Uh, (laughs) In fact, when I went to see your play, Uh uh, The Women, getting to see people on stage again was great. Uh, but, but I had a full-blown panic attack uh, uh, for most of the show. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> my heartbeat for most of that was 120, uh, 120 to 140 beats a minute mm-hmm. for the majority of it. And I, I don't know if you even noticed when we talked, I was still a little on oh, edge. Oh, no, I didn't. I'm so sorry. But that is, of course, because of what we've been going through for the last mm-hmm. year. And so it's going to take a while to kind of get that going Yeah, I again. never liked crowds. <laughs> I dealt with them when I had to. But I never realized, like, when I went to concerts and things, why... I wasn't having as good a time as everyone else seemed to be having. Like, what is wrong? I just, I don't like, I don't like crowds. I don't yeah. like people close to me and breathing on me and touching me. So, well, yeah, I, I didn't used to have a problem with that, but, uh, but now because <laughs> of change, yeah, because of everything that's happened. Yeah. I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it in a the theater because I miss going to movie theaters and um, we're lucky that we still have them because that was up in the air for a while. Yep. Yeah, it took a, a major hit, and so it's really important that they can get things back going again because it's not like they have a whole lot more time. But, of course, now things are getting back to something that's possibly normal. Am I going to be able to go into a movie theater again? Well, I hope so, but I understand <laughs> that there's going to be some healing that's going to need to have to happen. Again, it's like if we've learned nothing over the last year or so, content is king. Now uh, studios are really willing to do some crazy stuff just to develop content. And, of course, the big news from yesterday, Netflix announced we're getting Good Omens' second part. Uh, that would be Amazon. Yes. Not, you said Netflix. Sorry. I say, I would, uh, yes. I would, oh, I'm sorry. I was confused. Um, but, no, it's definitely Amazon. It's Amazon, but, yeah, and yeah. So we're getting a season two, which is like... Wait a minute. There's there's no yeah. There's the, no book. So the they're having the <laughs> yeah. They they already did the book, but it was just really successful. I mean, even to the point where Michael Sheen and David Tennant sort of like staged a, a, mm-hmm. sta- a yeah, stage. Yeah, sta- it was called staged. Staged. They made their own show in their homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and people were like, 
wow, they really like this. Well, we don't really have any more book left, but Neil Gaiman is still the executive producer. Could you come up with some new stuff? And he's like, well, I am a writer. <laughs> You're not and, doing anything. Come on. <laughs> you know, and certainly knows that world. And mm-hmm. it, it's certainly a great... Uh, yeah, and it being a parody of The Omen, we have so much that he could parody. Oh, yeah. He could go anywhere with it. He could go the exorcist route. Yeah, they already set some things up in the first season. Apparently, they're getting ready to start filming. Excellent. That's so exciting. And then some things are wrapping up. I think this week we had a wrap for Thor Love and Thunder. I mean, there's a ton of stuff coming out, and people are getting really excited because they've been in their homes for so damn long. Mm -hmm. But again, at the same time, I was looking over the film schedule for the rest of the year, and I didn't see any films that were going to be theater only till Mm -hmm. the end of the year. You know, I think Black Widow, if you want to watch it from home, you'll have to pay an extra fee for it. Maybe. I don't Mm -hmm. know, because they've done both. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the whole thing with Mulan, it, right. that didn't work out too well. But, of course, they're trying to promote people to, to go into the services. And, of course, mm-hmm. I have Disney Plus, And I've seen a lot of stuff on HBO Max, which I'm not paying for because I found out. And here's a tip for you guys that have AT&T. Double check and find out. If you don't have HBO Max, depending on the plan that you're on for your phone, you may be able to get it for free. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. You know, I have the Max plan on my phone, so I'm mm-hmm. definitely in that tier. But yeah, double check because one of the perks for having AT&T, because of course they own Warner Brothers, is you can get HBO Max for free. Excellent. It's, it's one of a few channels. I think mm-hmm. you can get Showtime if you wanted, but why would you when you could just get HBO Max for free? <laughs> so, so of course we got that. And of course, uh, Rick and Morty season five has started and uh-huh. I've been watching that. It's one of those shows like Invincible that people have been Praising Like Crazy, which I haven't seen yet. It's an animated superhero show, very much in the nature of The Boys. <laughs> and, of course, we're getting season three of The Boys. Yes. And so there's, like, there's a ton of stuff that's mm-hmm. coming out, you know. And Some of my favorite actors are coming on there, Jensen Ackles and yeah. Sean Patrick Flannery. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, that's a boondock saint and a Winchester. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> it's like this, is, you know, it's like, Santa got your letter. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to these last two episodes of Loki because, wow, dude, they've got a lot of stuff to explain. Yep. Of course, that end credit scene. Hit if, pause if, button just to look really close at stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot, cannot, cannot wait for what's going to happen next. That's certainly going to give us a lot to talk about for sure. And so with that said, we come to the end of episode 114 of the Geek Watch podcast. Thank you for being patient. Thank you, Mandy, for sitting in a parking lot and allowing us to keep it going. And thank you for coming back. And if I can learn how to use the recorder, (laughs) if I could relearn how to use it and, and not screw it up anymore, we want to go back to our weekly schedule and we plan to do that. So thank you for tuning in. As I always like to say at the end, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch Podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch Podcast is a Hanging J production.